Daniel, happy Friday, mate. Good morning, mate. How are you? Yeah, good. Where's the buzz in your voice, buddy, for Friday? The buzz? I'm buzzed. I'm You're buzzed? Ah, uh, mellow I'm buzz. What was that? My day off today. Ah, love it. What have you been doing on your day off so far, mate? Oh, I've done about 64 errands, washed my car, got some new tyres, picked up some bits and pieces from the shops, did some grocery shopping. Perfect. That's what happens. This is my first time, first week working four days a week, so I got that first day off. I think I just wanted to get stuff done. Mm, that's it. It's a, it's a bit of a, um, a challenge fitting in life admin sometimes. I reckon that's a separate topic in itself. But today, we're going to focus on how do you have fun in the moments where you feel like it's impossible to have fun in your career. So, you know, you're going through the grind, you're watching the clock, you know, we've all been there of experiencing like 3.30-itis where we <laughs> yeah. go, all right, I'm just going to go get my third cup of coffee for this afternoon to get me through. Yeah. What are some little tips and hacks that we can tap into to be able to, you know, find that extra gear? Find the extra gear or have fun? I reckon, well, yeah, good point. I reckon have fun. And I think through having fun, you find that extra gear of energy. That's a great point. Mm. That's so a mate, great place to start. Mate, I want you to think about the last time um, that you were, you know, at your desk. You could have been working from home, um, could have been working on some A&T stuff, whatever. But just where you've been working and then you've gone, okay, now, I'm finding it hard to motivate myself, especially like in seclusion as well, like working from mm-hmm. home. What, was, what yeah. were some things that you started to think about or play around with to try and get yourself up and about? Wow, tough question. Mm. Usually I ask you the hard ones. That's it. Shoes well, on the other foot. Yeah. <laughs> I guess um, working from home does make it hard, doesn't it? Because It really does. Personally, I thrive in groups and teams and around people and I get my energy from that. So I guess if I think about it in the last two, three months since I've been working at home, it's probably hard to actually find really good examples of Mm. things that get you, you know, over that little grind hurdle. Mm. But um, at my old work, we used to do a lot of team building stuff once we moved home. Yep. So we'd have like a Spotify playlist that we'd all add to throughout the week. And then we'd have like a 15 minute Zoom chat on like a Friday, for example, and we'd talk about the songs that people have added and why they added it. And it was a good way to get to know your colleagues and also just have a bit of fun with like a collaborative Spotify playlist. And I suppose those little things help get you out of that grind. Mm. I guess that's an example while we're online. Yeah. Love it. So like everyone collaborating on a music playlist, a party playlist to, uh, to get the tunes and vibes pumping. Yeah, yeah. An example I'd use when I was um, when I'd be back on campus though is I find sometimes when I'm flat or not really feeling motivated, I try to I try to think of helping someone else because mm, mm. I feel like when I if you get into that mindset or that funk, you you become really self conscious and you get in your own head mm. and your own thoughts. Mm. Um, and I find if I think, okay, well, what can I do outside of myself? Mm. Go help someone, like go help someone do something for 10, 15 minutes. Mm. And it actually makes you then feel good about yourself. That's it. It's a really good point. Like I feel a lot of people when they help someone, they actually feel re-energized from helping and passing their knowledge forward. So it's a great point. Yeah. And even with mundane tasks, 
Mm. Like if someone's got to do something mundane um, and you're just helping them for 10, 15 minutes and then they're appreciative and then you know in yourself, okay, I've I've gone in my way and done a a shit task here and helped this person do it and it's taken 15 minutes of my time and I didn't enjoy it necessarily, but then after it, the feelings are always good. Mm. Cool. So So we've got Spotify playlists creating a communal playlist within your team. We've got helping one another on a mundane task and trying to find, I suppose, the funny side in it too. Um, something that I experienced recently was a weekly checking call and you had to wear some funny glasses or something yeah. on your face. So like, you know, bringing that humor aspect to the meeting. So, you yeah. know, people rocked up with um, different hats, different glasses, um, People got creative. They made their own glasses. So all these like little fun things that you can do at home to bring, again, that sense of play to the workplace, I think is really, really beneficial, especially in these times. Yeah, definitely. And I think a big, a big part that um, underpins that is really being in an organisation that values um, team building and mm-hmm. values collaboration and values you know, people bringing them their authentic self to work because if you don't have that, it's hard to then play in mm. these sort of examples that we're talking about. But if you're in an organisation that, that does have that, it can be really powerful. Have you got any tips for people that are in organisations that maybe don't channel that sort of environment, what they can do? Yeah, it's a great question. I think... I think I'd start with work, like looking at the people around you. So, you know, the people next to you in your desk and, you know, no doubt you're going to have your own little in jokes um, around the the culture or the makeup of the business. And and that's totally normal. But Mm. I think in these remote learning circumstances, I think if you find yourself focusing on a mundane task, break it down. If you have the flexibility to be able to do that at home and so break it down into chunks. So you go, okay, I'm going to go hard on this for 20 minutes and then I'm going to go get myself a cup of tea or, and then the next 20 minutes I'm going to go hard again. And then after that, I'm going to go and take a five minute walk down the street Um, and just like break it up because I know that the amount of people who have been working remotely who just say, you know, Ty, I turn my computer on at 8am I blink and it's 6 p.m. Like there's no, (laughs) there's no, um, like it just morphs into one. Mm. And I think that is, is, is dangerous because it sabotages your sense of play. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But um, I ask you the million dollar question for today's episode. Go man. So, you know, we obviously teach and coach career development and career education. And like all education, I suppose, it can become cumbersome and tiring and, you know, sometimes people just aren't really up for it or, you know, they've got to do the hard work and it can be a bit overwhelming. Um, What tips do you have for people to actually enjoy the process of career development or Mm. career education or finding their purpose? Well, I think, you know, in our previous podcast episode that we um that hasn't gone live yet but our, our latest guest i think you you said a great line around you know when the student is ready the teacher will appear and i think you can't force this type of thing on people you need to be ready to be able to embrace these types of resources this type of mindset and that change factor will 
appear at different times or in different signs for different people. And so mm. being open to realizing um, that you, you know, that to be able to make a change, you first perhaps need to reflect and have self-awareness that you want to make a change. And so yeah. I think for people who are, you know, finding it difficult to embrace like career development or even, you know, discover their purpose and things like that. I think it's about giving yourself space to be able to do that. A lot of yeah. people find it hard to, to do this type of thing because they just add it to their to-do list and then they go, okay, at 5 PM I need to reflect. And it's like, well, <laughs> you know, it, it, you may not necessarily be in the right mindset to reflect and being comfortable with that. I don't think it's a, a transactional thing. I think it's a, allowing yourself time to, you know, get in the zone of reflecting or, or being open to, you know, moments where you might have some clarity and having a resource next to you to be able to jot these things down. So I know for me, I always have like a notes tab in my phone because I just never know when a sense of um, self-awareness or creativity might spark from. And so if I capture it then and there, um, it allows me to be in that good state of flow and have those ideas ready to come back on if need be. And so I think the same principle can apply for people who are in career development. They might have, um, sorry, in the journey of career development where they might be working and then they might have a really good idea that comes to them that they want to action, but they can't necessarily action it right now. Mm. And so write it down and then make time to come back to those ideas. Cause most of the time when we come back to our ideas and reflections, it sparks that similar feeling again. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I do a similar thing and write down notes throughout the week, just little snippets of water mm. ideas or little inspirational things. And then, yeah, it's a, it's a good point actually. Cause I think when we first, when we first started um, creating workshops, a big theme of ours was trying to, trying to make careers fun again. Mm. And our, our original business name was actually going to be called the careers game. Before mm. we set one arrive and thrive. How do you think that careers practitioners can make careers fun? Well, I think it's, it's tapping into development fun. Yeah. I think it's tapping into a sense of play. So like, and relating it back towards your life, because I think with career development, traditionally, it's very much been a focus of work and your job and the role. And it can get really transactional like that. So like, you know, I'm looking for a job. I got a job problem solved type thing where for us, it's, you know, the ethos and, and the journey of, yes, I've landed a role, but what does this mean for my identity in the future and where will I progress to? And, you know, continually building that as mm. opposed to just ticking a box and going, yep, yeah, my resume's done. Cool. My LinkedIn's done. Cool. My interview confidence is appropriate. Like it's, it's a continuous development. And I think being open to that in the first place and, you know, having fun, subscribing to that growth mindset of going like, you know, I'm just going to put myself into this because I know it's going to build my skills for the future. Maybe not necessarily using them right now, but I know that again, identifying with the identity that I want to be further down the track and using that as the motivation. Mm, it's a lot to unpack, isn't it? It's so much to unpack. And I think if we, if, if some, if like if a listener is tuning in today, I think the best thing that they can do right now to have more fun in their career is just to change perhaps the lens that they're looking through. So to be like, okay, how can I make this current role or make this current project I'm working on more fun? 
Like how can I do that? It might spark um, some energy that you haven't tapped into yet or you might motivate someone else that you're working with, which will pay dividends moving forward. But I think, you know, Mm -hmm. focusing on how can I make the everyday tasks that I'm working on more fun and more enjoyable. Mm, Great point. You've even got me thinking about how do you make career development programs and services more fun Mm, instead of, you know, like sit down and we're going to go through all this, all this stuff and it's, it's hard. It's self-reflection. It's deep work. Um, You know, networking can be hard for people getting out of their comfort zone. So I guess it's, it's interesting if you think of it from the lens of, well, how can we make this more actually fun? for a student, a young person, an individual. What can, we do? what can we add into the program or the service that actually gives them like a little peak experience or gives them an opportunity to, to I guess, just laugh? Mm, that's it. Laughter is the key, man. Like, one, one of the, like a little thing that I add into all my sessions at the end when I'm talking to a young person is, do you have any questions, queries or jokes? Like, any, like anything that just keeps them engaged. Like I try and play music sometimes. Like if I am working, working one-on-one with a young person, I might say, Hey, instead of sitting down, why don't we go for a walk? Like it's a beautiful day. Let's go for a walk. Let's, you know, I can capture the notes on my phone. I can send them to you via email. Like, you know, it's, you've got to get creative with these things. If we keep focusing on it, like a a 2d approach, we're going to get 2d results. Mm, Interesting. I used to hate that when I was teaching. And it happened to me as well when I was um, assistant coach in local footy. The the students or the team would be like, that was a joke. And I'd be like, yeah, I got absolutely nothing. And then I felt like a stiff. I'm like, oh, geez, I should actually have a joke up my sleeve for these situations. <laughs> yeah, man. Like you're always, you're always going to have um, something in your back pocket, I think, as an educator to spark that, mm. that interest. Back in the day when we were outdoor editors, like you've got to have that icebreaker just up your sleeve. Mm. One thing I've noticed from my own work experience is laughter can be one of the biggest things that brings people together and also brings like two individuals together. Mm. I think it's really important to not to, 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 I guess, show that side of yourself if you are a bit of a joker or you do like having a bit of a laugh in the right context, of course, in a professional setting. But I think if you are being yourself and you are still being professional, it's a great way to, to build, I guess, connections with your colleagues or connections with your network. Mm, great point. Well, mate, I'm going to leave you with this one. Here's a joke. To... <laughs> Two bags of flour fall on the road. My nana told me this one. Two bags of flour fall on the road. And the policeman comes up and goes, uh, are, you, are you both okay? Like, do you need a hand? And one of them goes, no, 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 I'm fine. I'm self-raising. <laughs> well, I hate it. <laughs> I don't like it at all. Happy Friday, mate. <laughs> and happy final day of National Careers Week. Your father's jokes are getting shocking. <laughs> Have a good day. <laughs> See you, buddy. See you, mate.